slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us and be a part of the Locked On Islanders family. And we're so glad that you've made us your first listen every day. We've got a lot to talk about. The Islanders win their second preseason game of the year. A 3-2 overtime win over the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll break down the game, talk about some of the highlights and, and some key takeaways from it. We also have some news uh, concerning Bodie Wild, the only Islander who uh, opted not to get vaccinated for COVID-19. The Islanders have found a solution to his placement this year, and that's good news. And we'll take a look at the forward depth on this team and some of the line combinations that Barry Trotz has talked about. We also have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more all coming up on today's show. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to email the show. The email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at lockedonisles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. And we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings uh, throughout training camp, the preseason, and all the way through, of course, the 2021-2022 NHL season. Now, the Islanders go out and... and beat the Philadelphia Flyers final score in overtime 3 to 2 and we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about this game I'll spend a little there are some key takeaways but look uh overall the good outweighed the bad in this one Islanders uh the thing that I loved about this game was just the way this team is playing and they are already playing like a team that is comfortable doing the thing that they always do. And, you know, these players look like they know this system. They know what's expected of them. And they're going to go out there and do their thing. Now, look, the two goalies in this game neither one of them are going to start the season with the Islanders. Corey Schneider started. He is almost certainly headed for Bridgeport or, you know, only going to come up and play for the Islanders if somebody gets injured or, you know, is unavailable for whatever reason. 
And there's always also the possibility that the Islanders, if he plays really well in the preseason, could see fit to trade him. Schneider played well. He played the first 30 minutes, 24 seconds of the game, faced 11 shots, and made 10 saves. So the other goalie after Corey Schneider left was Kenneth Appleby. And Appleby faced 16 shots, made 15 saves. He played 29 minutes and 45 seconds. He basically played the second half of the game, including overtime. And Appleby gets credit for the win. And again, uh, we're not going to see Kenneth Appleby in an Islanders uniform this year. But at the same time, good to get him some experience playing against some NHL players Uh, playing with some NHL players and to sort of help continue his development. And again, overall with Schneider, because he is your number three goaltender in the organization, you want to keep him sharp. You want to see what he could do. You want him to get comfortable out there. And that is a good thing. The big takeaway for me from this game, uh, well, there were two. Um, The first one is Noah Dobson. One goal, two assists for Dobson. He scored on his only shot. And he led all Islanders defensemen in ice time with 22-08. The first goal that he scored was sort of a blast from the point, from in between the circles. uh, And that was a good one. But the fact that he was involved with all three goals that the Islanders uh, scored, that he played uh, a solid game and ate up all those minutes. All of these things are little tests that Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello are giving a young guy like Noah Dobson to see what he's capable of doing, and it was good to see him respond in a positive way. The other thing, in, in my mind, that was Definitely a positive development. Um, and that was that the two goals that the Islanders scored, the, the first two goals, the regulation goals, on both instances, they were scored by defensemen. They came more or less from the point or between the circles And on the first goal, the goal by Dobson, you had Rattay in front of the goal, screening the goaltender. And then on the Adam Pellick goal that we saw, Adam Pellick had two guys in front, both Kyle Palmieri and Rattay, both screening the goaltender, for the Philadelphia Flyers. And, you know, that's exactly what this team needs to do in order to get more goals and win more hockey games. And, you know, as far as the overtime winner set up by a turnover deep in the Islanders' zone, uh, and, and again, you know, the speed in that case of Anthony Bevilier set it up. It turned out to be a little give and go, and he beats the goalie to the short side. You like seeing Bevilier involved like that. You like seeing him uh, 
using his speed and, you know, a goal and two assists in this one for Bo. And that is also a very encouraging uh, development for the Islanders. As for Rete, you know, some very good plays by Rete in this game. He did have two penalty minutes, two shots on goal. But I, I, I liked what I saw from him. But at the same time, you know, he also did what a lot of young players typically try to do, and that is stick handle through some players and make a fancy drop pass and, yeah, led to a turnover. And that is the one thing that you can't allow to happen. You can get away with that in juniors. You can get away with that uh, in the minors sometimes. But in the NHL, that's not a winning situation. But overall, for Rete, I think he looked good. And uh, that was, you know, again, the potential you definitely see. One statistic that uh, stood out to me in this game, uh, it's a negative, it's not a big deal, but yeah, Austin Zarnick, 13 face-offs, lost all 13 of them. So yeah, that, that wasn't a good day in the face-off circle uh, for Zarnick. And uh, overall, though, for the Islanders, to me, the biggest takeaway that this team just appears to be comfortable and well-coached, and that's what we want to see. When we come back, we'll talk about Bodie Wild's future for this season, plus a look at the forward depth chart in our Islanders' birthday of the day. We've got a lot more to come on today's Locked on Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And do you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There really is something for everyone. And if you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're passionate about their favorites. And it's easy to see why. Listen to some of these flavors. Strawberry, German chocolate, mint brownie, cherry barcia, coconut, and my personal favorite, salted caramel. You have that combination of sweet and salty. It just, I crave it. I love it. And look, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you could order a mixed box where they'll send you two of each of the nine flavors so you could figure out which ones are your favorites. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Each bar has between 17 and 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories, just four to five grams of sugar, and only four or five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. 
Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So quickly, uh, Bodie Wild, and we talked about this last week on the show, he is the only player in the Islanders organization who basically said that, you know, he will not take the COVID-19 vaccination. So the Islanders said, look, that's your choice, but you're not going to play for the Islanders organization this year if that's what you decide to do. So the Islanders said they would look for a place uh, to loan Wild out. And uh, that got announced yesterday, Tuesday. The Islanders said that uh, they would send Bodie Wild to Sweden. And I, I hope I can pronounce this correctly, to Vastervix IK. And uh, that's the second tier of Swedish hockey. It's a league called Allsvenskan. Again, my Swedish is not ideal, but uh, Allsvenskan. Uh, so both Oliver Wallstrom and Simon Holstrom played in that league before the North American season got underway Last year, if you remember, we didn't have hockey until January. So uh, it's a decent league. It's a good place for Bodie Wild to play. And hopefully he will be able to, you know, not lose too much this year. I mean, look, the problem is Wild is losing a lot of time. He was injured in 2019-2020, missed most of Isles' camp. Last year, uh, you know, he played 20 games in 2019-2020, then went back to the Ontario Hockey League. Last year, played 22 games in the AHL for Bridgeport because of the pandemic-shortened season, and now he's loaned out and won't even be playing for the Islanders organization this year. So, look, I wish... Bodie Wild luck. He made his choice. There are consequences for that choice, and we'll see how he handles the situation. But the main point that I wanted to get to was some news about the Islanders' line combinations and forward depth. So, this season right now, Barry Trotz made an announcement over the weekend that his first line is likely going to be Anders Lee, Matthew Barzal, and Kyle Palmieri. Wallstrom, Oliver Wallstrom, will be considered. He'll probably see some ice time with Lee and Barzal before the preseason is over. But according to Barry Trotz, he wants to give Palmieri the first crack at that top line wing position. And I expected that. We talked about it on the show where... uh, Barry Trotz always prefers to go with veterans. That is the way the Islanders prefer to do business. And yeah, it's, uh, it's when in doubt, go with the guy who's done it before. Here's what Barry Trotz had to say uh, with regard to that situation. He said, the limited time I did play Palmieri Uh, on the top line in the playoffs. He was good with Barzy, and Wally was good with Padger. uh, Padger. 
So Palms will get the first crack there. Now, of course, Kyle Palmieri never played with Anders Lee. He played with Jordan Eberle uh, on that line. But Anders Lee was obviously injured. And, you know, not sure if Palmieri and Lee have styles that are a little too similar. So we have to see and, you know, figure out how it basically will play out. But Palmieri will get the first crack at it. Now, over the weekend, again, Barry Trotz basically talking about what he's looking for from his 13th and 14th forwards. And we pretty much know the top 12. You know, you got the identity line, Sezekis, Martin, and Clutterbuck at four. You have Pajot, uh, along with Parise and probably Wallstrom at three, the B&B line, Nelson, Bavillier, and Bailey at two, and then Barzal, Lee, and probably Palmieri at one. So here's, here's what Barry Trotz had to say about the forward depth. Who would be the best fit if a guy in the top six went down? Who would be a guy if we lost someone in that 3-12 to 12 group? Or is there someone who can all the way up and down the lineup still give us what we're looking for? Uh, it's a bit of where does this guy complement what type of guys and where do they fit into the overall group? You, you know, you still have a lot of candidates on this roster. In fact, you have a logjam of candidates on this roster. To me, three guys sort of kind of step out. Richard Panic, uh, to me, he's an experienced guy, played more than 500 NHL games, does have a 20-goal season. Panic can fit in on the fourth line, third line, and maybe even the second line. He doesn't, you know, really benefit by going down to Bridgeport at this point. So I think that, you know, he pretty much has a good chance of capturing one of those spots. Michael Dalcole, also the kind of player where, you know, he's steady. He could fill in probably more on the third line than any other, but he can be on the fourth in a pinch. Just not sure that he has enough special skills at this point to really be diverse. Ross Johnston, we know what he could do. Um, Really uh, has a limited role, but a specific role. And against certain teams, it might make sense to try to find a way to put him into the lineup. So Ross, the boss, always a candidate. Uh, Can't imagine Anatoly Golishev will do this. You know, he played for the first time last night, but, and he's 26. It's not like he is, uh, you know, going to really be, you know, he's not a kid anymore. And if he's coming to North America, you got to figure they want to give him a long look. He may go down to the AHL for a short amount of time, but there is likely, uh, according to, to a source uh, in the athletic, an out clause for him to go back to the KHL if he's in the AHL for a long time. You still have Uncle Leo. Uncle Leo, steady, reliable, can fit in on the fourth, third, 
and in a pinch, the second line, heck, in the playoffs, he was playing on the first line last year. And then you have Kiefer Bellows uh, and Cole Bardro. Bardro, again, uh, probably slated for the AHL, but, you know, again, a guy who you can reliably have uh, play for a few games without losing much if you have to go with Bardro. Dimitro Timoshov, Otto Koivula, also candidates. It's a crowded field, and we'll have to sort through it during the preseason. When we come back, we'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day and some more as well. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit when you use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we want to wish a very happy 44th birthday to former Islanders winger Jonathan Sim. John Sim, a new Glasgow, Nova Scotia native, originally drafted by the Dallas Stars in the third round back in 1996 after some very impressive offensive performances with the Sarnia Sting in the Ontario League. A couple of 50-goal seasons, a uh, 100-point season uh, in juniors, then came up to Dallas and really kind of settled into more of a checking role in the NHL after Dallas went to Nashville, L.A., Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Florida, Atlanta, before finally arriving on the island for the 2007-2008 season, was with the Islanders up through the 2010-2011 campaign. And, you know, Sim's best year with the Islanders, easily 2009-2010, 13 goals, 22 points in 77 games. And I felt bad for Sim uh, during part of his time with the Islanders, especially, uh, I believe it was during the 2010-2011 season and the 2008-2009 season where he was literally taking you know, riding the shuttle between Bridgeport and Long Island because they would call him up and down over and over again uh, whenever injuries hit or the schedule had back-to-back games or or what have you. But Sim, always a good teammate, a grinder, a physical player, uh, not a dirty player, not the kind of guy who would drop the gloves, but he'd go into the corners and dig out pucks and work hard, the kind of guy you want to have on your team. We're going to Go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders. April Fool's Day, April 1st, 2010. Islanders and Flyers at the Coliseum. Uh, Brian Boucher got the start for the Flyers in goal, while Martin Biron 
was the netminder for the Islanders. And the Islanders jumped out to a quick lead. Two quick goals by Blake Como. Uh, one at 2-11, his 15th from John Tavares. One at 7-17, also from John Tavares. And the Islanders led 2-0. And then, uh, you know, 28 seconds after the second Como goal, Franz Nielsen gets his 11th assist to John Sim, our Islanders' birthday of the day. And Trent Hunter... At 7.45, after one period, Islanders three and the Flyers nothing. Sean Bergenheim adds to the Islander lead in the second period. His eighth from Mark Streit at 3.06. But uh, another former Islander, Aaron Asham, got Philadelphia on the board. His ninth from Scott Hartnell and Chris Pronger at 12.26. After 40 minutes, Islanders four and the Flyers won. In the third period, Trent Hunter adds to the Islanders' lead. His 11th, Franz Nielsen and John Sim, our Islanders' birthday of the day, 5-1 Islanders. Then Kyle Oposo off for high sticking, so the Flyers get a power play. James Van Riemsdyk cashes in his 15th, Claude Giroux and Mike Richards with the assist at 4:22. But the Islanders respond. John Sim, our Islanders' birthday of the day, pots his 12th of the year from Bergenheim and Dylan Reese at 11.52. Late goals by Daniel Briere and Daryl Powell get Philadelphia a little closer, but the final score in this one, Islanders 6 and the Flyers 4. Two goals for Blake Como, but for our Islanders' birthday of the day, John Sim, a goal, two assists, a plus three. And four shots on goal, which tied him for second on the team. Only Trent Hunter had more. Hunter had six. As for Biron, 31 saves to earn the win in a game in which the Islanders were outshot. 35 to 28. So, uh, big game there for John Sim. A goal and two assists. We wish him all the best on his 44th birthday. John Sim is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we will take a little break. We'll have a little more information about a scrimmage the Islanders held for players who were not involved in this preseason game against Philadelphia. We'll talk a little bit more about some of the players who have helped themselves so far in training camp and in the preseason, and that's always important when you look at what's going on around camp. And of course, we will have all the latest Islanders news, notes, and rumors concerning anything going on about your New York Islanders. Betting on the Islanders doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, it's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for today's show. Again, I want to thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen of the day. And uh, we will be back tomorrow with more great Islanders content. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.